Vox Quick Hits. I'm Constance Grady, the book critic for Vox, and I give recommendations that will suit your mood, either how you're feeling right now or how you would like to be feeling instead. If you tell me what you want to read, I will find you a book. So let's get started. So today I'm answering a question from Roshana. Roshana wrote, I love a good plot twist. Bonus if the plot twist isn't a murder or crime. Uh, which I think is such a fun prompt. There are so many good, interesting structure things that happen in in books dealing with plot twists. And it's really fun to leave behind the thriller or crime genre for this one, even though a thriller or crime book can be a ton of fun. So my first recommendation would be this YA novel called Codename Verity by Elizabeth Wine. It's this really beautifully written book. It's a war novel set in World War II about two best friends who are also members of the British military. One of them is a pilot. Another is a spy. They crash land in Nazi-occupied France and the spy is taken prisoner. And so the narrative moves back and forth between Verity, the spy's narrative, her con- this confession that she's writing for the Gestapo, and Maddie, the pilot who is taking refuge and trying to work out a way to capture her friend. It has a really, really beautiful twist coming at the end. But even before you get there, there's a lot about the friendship these two girls have and how they are making it through this incredibly difficult time together. It's just a very, this is an odd thing to say about a war book, but it's a very sweet novel um, and very, very deeply felt and People always talk about crying their way through it, and I definitely did as well. So enjoy that one. My second recommendation would be Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead. Colson Whitehead is also the author of Underground Railroad. He writes literary fiction, often dealing with issues about race. He's a beautiful, beautiful writer. Nickel Boys is about this reform school in the Jim Crow South where juveniles were sent who'd been convicted of a crime. There was a historical boarding school that it's based on, and it was abusive to all of its students, but particularly the students of color. Um, So this novel deals particularly with two of these boys who form a friendship there. And it has this incredibly beautiful three-act structure, and the twist comes right where it's supposed to come to just hurt you as much as possible, and it does a beautiful job. Finally, I really want to shout out a book that we read in the Vox Book Club, which is Trust Exercise by Susan Choi and has a series of really good plot twists. So Trust Exercise starts out looking like it's this sweet little high school romance between these two misfits who are at a performing arts high school in the 1980s. And it seems like there's something weird and kind of dark happening under the surface of the writing, but you can't really tell what it is. And then about 100 pages in, it switches, and we go to the point of view of a minor character from this section who's like, oh, wow, this bitch I went to high school with wrote a book about me, and it was all lies. And we realize that she's reacting to what we just read. Um, I'm spoiling that twist because there are more twists coming, and they're very, very weird and confusing and so effective, I think, at looking at the ways that our understandings about ourselves and our identity changes over time and how 
we can think of ourselves as one person and then look back a few years later and be like, oh no, I was completely different than what I thought I was. It's a fantastic book. It won the National Book Award in 2019. And I enjoyed it so much that I had Susan Choi come in for an interview at the end of our Vox Book Club conversation about it. So here is a little excerpt from our conversation where she talks about the famously very confusing and very, very intense ending. Um, We have a few different questions, of course, about the ending. Uh, John says, I'm guessing you don't want to explain every detail, but I'd like to hear as much as you're willing to divulge slash discuss about the final section. What do you feel we should pay closer attention to? What about this book do you feel most readers miss and might benefit from rereading? That's a great question. I don't actually know if I could say that there's something that I think most readers miss um, Mm. because I've been awed by the way in which people read this book. And I've felt in the end that I missed things about it um, because I have very specific ideas about Mm. what happened. Like it's not, I didn't write this book to be a, who knows, anything could have happened. Like for me, something very specific happened Mm -hmm. and there were sort of specific motivations on the parts of various characters to alter or change details to kind of conceal certain aspects of their experiences. Mm-hmm. And so um, readers have have argued in favor of like other things having happened in this book than what I intended. And their arguments are so convincing. Like their arguments are so well-grounded that I've ended up feeling as if like I missed certain ways in which this book can operate. But I will say that about the ending So part two unleashes Mm -hmm. uncertainty about part one, right? Mm -hmm. Because Karen says, that was all just this book that my friend Sarah, who isn't even named that, wrote about us and she lied. Mm -hmm. So then you're like, well, what's true? But then you spend time with Karen and and Karen challenges her own credibility. I believe every word that Karen says, but also I believe that Karen is really unreliable, Mm -hmm. which is a conundrum. With part three, um, I thought a lot about how to signal to the reader that I, that part three is solid. Part three is on the bedrock of fictional realism as we understand it from like novel reading, right? It's like Mm -hmm. when we read novels, we know that they're made up because they're novels, but they operate under these conventions that we've all internalized. And one of the conventions is the conventions of realism in which we conclude that what we're reading in the novel is true to, Mm -hmm. to the world of that story. And I wanted part three to be that in this Mm -hmm. book, to be the true conventional realism of the book where the reader would arrive there and go, oh, for the world of this story and these characters, this is the truth. It's not all of it. Mm -hmm. But what we're seeing here is the truth. You know, just like any movie that you see where you're like, oh, those characters, we're supposed to believe that this is their life. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted the reader to conclude from part three. I, I don't know if I succeeded, but that would be like sort of my hack about the book is that that was what I meant um, was was for the reader to feel in part three as if they are you know peeking through that mm-hmm. fourth wall into a real fictional world and seeing a real life. Okay so that was an excerpt from my conversation with Susan Choi the author of Trust Exercise. Um, if you would like to hear more you can go to vox.com slash book club We read one book a month, and at the end of it, we meet up with the authors live on Zoom and chat with them, and you can ask questions and join us. 
And that is all for this week. If you are looking for a book recommendation, you can email me. I'm at constance.grady at vox.com. Be sure and use the subject line, ask a book critic. And remember, the more specific you can be about the kind of book you want to read, the better. Have a great day and I will see you next time. Thank you.